Okay, for the bush, drop today. It is the last uh, short film I made with Mike Jones of Mike Jones Knife and Tool. Um, he is a uh, he's a knife maker. Uh, he calls himself a habitual knife maker uh, who lives up in British Columbia, and he no longer does timber framing for his old company he used to work for. He now has purchased a shipping container where he goes into every day and builds and makes all of his own knives. Um, and he builds knives that are cooking knives, like chef knives and stuff, and uh, pairing knives, very, like lots of different cooking knives. And then he also makes a bunch of hunting knives as well. Uh, the video that dropped today uh, was called For the Bush, and it is because the tool that he makes is called the Bushfucker. Now the Bushfucker is for if you wanna go out into nature and you need to get through brush, you need to break up some mound of dirt or something like that, that there's something underneath of that you need to get to. Foreshadowing is what we call that. And then the guy in uh, my next film, he ends up using it all the time. So you'll see it used a lot. I ended up uh, filming this one. This is like one of the last ones we filmed and we kind of threw it in there as like a, as a little extra thing. Uh, like I said before, when I went up there, we had no idea that we were gonna shoot three of them. We were gonna try for two, um, but we ended up being able to pull off three, uh, which was which was excellent. So this came out and uh, I went to my in-laws house uh, last night and I ended up watching um, the Bowhunter film there because they hadn't seen it. And also the first one, the 14 minute video, watched that at their place on YouTube. I was watching that and I'm like, wow, this doesn't look very good. And it wasn't because of the way I color graded it or anything like that, or even how I shot it or whatever. It was because TVs have different picture profiles and color profiles, and you can't really make sure that everyone's gonna see your footage the way you intended. There is one way, however, that you can make sure that people can see your grade as close to what you originally intended it to as possible. And that is, as far as I can tell, because most people have an iPhone. Yes, I understand that, you know, there are plenty of Android users out there for sure. There are a lot of them. However, most people you run into day-to-day -day basis have an iPhone. Um, and what I decided to do was to put each one of these videos up on Instagram TV. It seemed like a idea at the time that was just like, oh, this'll be good for, you know, exposure, I guess get an Instagram TV channel up and moving and everything. That's great, right? Um, but now that I watched the video last night on a 60-inch Sony TV, it was a nice TV, but it doesn't matter how nice it is if the settings are set for something wonky. It's not going to look the same at all. So this is how I decided to go ahead and uh, kind of commit to Instagram TV for a while. I export it um, at 90 degrees, so I get the full use of the screen and everything. I don't know if this is gonna catch on. I don't know if this is gonna be a YouTube. I don't know, like, cause it seems like Instagram TV is very random. Like you, you don't know what could come up next. You have no idea. It's, it seems like they just took some of your search history on Instagram and they just start like throwing stuff in there that might align with that. But it doesn't seem like there's a ton of people on there right now doing films like this. So I'm just trying to hop on there and, and get on that. Granted, I don't have subtitles. Subtitles would have helped a lot for this. It would have taken that a long way um, because 20% you know, of people who watch Instagram stories watch it with the sound off. 
So that being the case, I'm missing out on 20% of people. Um, and then the other thing too is that these these films are slow burns, man. They don't they don't go fast. Like the the bow hunter picks up like halfway through or like two thirds of the way through, and it just starts like going 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 going. It carries you to the end for sure. Doesn't start off that way. Starts off very slow, um, and that was intentional. And I knew that I would lose viewership because of uh, how not only I shot it, but because of how I edited it. Um, I knew that if I didn't have it as a fast-paced thing going on in the beginning, if I didn't use those interview questions that, you know, spark that interest right away, if, I knew if I didn't use fast shots or whatever that, you know, I, was, I, was, I wasn't going to be able to keep as many people as I wanted to. And there's ways I could have gone about it better. I could have used, like, a little, like, five-second trailer before the video and just done a bunch of that fast-paced stuff and then go down, come up, video starts. I definitely could have done that. Um, I didn't. Um, I wanted to preserve kind of the film itself and just leave that there for people who had the patience to watch it. They're the ones who got to enjoy it. And I guess this is me doing art, I guess, more now. Um, and I realized yesterday that I've always kind of been a photographer that shoots video. And uh, I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if that's a bad thing. Definitely more of a photographer that shoots film rather than a cinematographer. Maybe at some point I'll learn, I'll definitely continue to learn to be a better cinematographer forever and, and all that. And that's great. But it's good, I think, to really identify what you are in cinematography, uh, what your past has brought to the table. Um, to be able to understand, okay, well, what trajectory am I going on? And do I want to keep with this or do I want to shift and go elsewhere? If I have a couple pieces of advice for somebody who wants to go out and make a short like this, it would be something to the effect of you're not going to make any money, so do it for fun and know that up front. Now that you have that out of the way, go have fun. Just just go find somebody on Instagram or YouTube or a podcast or wherever and then do a little bit of research on them and then see if there's a way that you can get up there to make a little short film about them. That's all I did for this. That was it. I heard about Mike on a podcast. Um, that led me to another podcast and then listened to a couple episodes and then I ended up hearing Mike and then I was like, wow, this guy's pretty interesting. I went up and I set up a time after I emailed him and I said, hey man, I know this is weird, but um, how'd you feel about me coming up and shooting a little documentary on what you do and all? And he was, he was down for it. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't hard to make happen. There were questions when I got there, like, what are you doing here? Like, why, why are you doing this? Because everybody does stuff because money, right? But my goal isn't for uh, money yet with this. Um, I work, as a grip, I work as a gaffer, I work as an AC. Um, I don't really have to worry about making money with my camera because I have other ways that I make money. So that's not to sound like an arrogant thing because like, I'm not we're, I'm not living large by any, <laughs> any stretch of the imagination. My point is that I'll work these other jobs to be able to do this little extra thing that is more of an investment. Right, so what do, what do I mean by that? Well, so I want to make films about people who are uh, insanely intense uh, outdoorsmen uh, and bow hunters. Uh, that's 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 really where I want to get to. Um, I want to I want to make films about um, outdoors bow hunting, but 
I don't want to film it about people who um, sit in a tree stand and they because and that that's its own thing and that's fine and all. Uh, but I want to film people who go backpacking for days and days and days and days and days and days. And I want to follow them and I want to be able to share that. That's what I want to be able to do. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to that point where I can do that, but there have been some just little cracks of doors barely opening up. Um, but that only happened because I put the investment in to be able to do these outdoors videos. So Mike Jones, he's a knife maker right? So that relates with the outdoors industry. So I can film that because I'm not ready to do that big bow hunter video that I want to do. I have that big idea that I have that I want to do, but I, I still want to become a better cinematographer before I do that. And I needed to upgrade my camera to the GH5S too. So we'll talk about that next time, but I needed to be able to become a better cinematographer. So I made three more short documentaries. And then after that, I left Mike Jones's place and I went up to this guy, his name's Sean Murray. And he lived nearby and I went over there and I made a, a, I'm still working on editing the documentary with him. And I got this experience and I got this time and I got this input. And now I understand things that I would have never understood about the outdoors world before had I just gone into this. I mean, I've read plenty of books. I've read, listened to hundreds of podcasts and I've, all about the outdoors and everything and about uh, hunting and about living off the land and everything uh, exclusively but until you're around people who do the thing that you want to be able to film them doing you're not gonna fully understand it you're not gonna comprehend it you're not gonna know you're not gonna know how they talk about it when they talk about it after they're annoyed with it you know like, like somebody who has been stressed out about something like think about how you talk about film or yeah, think about how you talk about film, think about how you talk about cinema or your gear when it shits out on you or when like it just it fails, you don't, but your gear fails or you fail and your gear doesn't and you know it's on you. Like you don't have like the very best vibes going towards this thing right now. But that's not something you think about when you go to film someone who's an expert at something. You know, you don't think about that. So, um there is so much that went into this that prepared me now to go out and do um, another film that would be, you know, a longer stretch of 10, 15, 20 days um, out in the wilderness. Um, that's what I want to film. So all of this has been for free and all of this has been an investment. It has put me in a deficit so far financially. But what I'm hoping is that after I'm able to do a couple films, then that'll put me out on the mark, on the market, in the market, that'll put me out in the market as this person who films these long, extraordinary hunts. And he is the go-to person for this. So that's my goal. That's what I want to do. And that's what I'm after. Um, so that's how I went about it. And I'm still in the process of it. And it's an interesting thing to still be in the process of. About uh, the Bushfucker, the video that dropped today. I mean, I was pretty happy with it. It was not, I've, I've, I've heard a couple people say it was their favorite one. It was definitely not my favorite. Uh, Mike went into some different stories about people using his tools and everything, but I messed up big time when I didn't ask him enough questions about that tool specifically. You know, I, I asked a lot of like bigger ambiguous questions and everything, which is, which is a lot of fun. And it's really good to have that, to be able to go down that road and all. Um, but I didn't, I mean, I, I thought I had him, but then when I got into the interview and all, and interviewing is something that I'm, I feel like I'm really good at. 
I get into the interview and I'm just like, I mean, I could ask how you, how you, how you make this or how you decided to go about this. And that's great. You know, uh, why do you use these, this piece of this type of metal and everything? Okay. That's good. I have that. Um, it's an, an environmental idea to be able to reuse old metal. That's great. Okay. Now where can we go with this? I wasn't as prepared as I should have been. You know, but I was preparing for one interview that was going to cover three different videos. So there was a lot going on in there and it's not an excuse, but it is a reason as to why that thing happened. So now I know going back into the, going back into making the next documentary, get a story coming out of here, get the story. What is the entire story? Figure that out and follow that and stick to that. And I've known that all along, but I mean, you're a single operator and you're running, you know, you're running picture and you're running audio and you're producing everything and you're pulling focus and you're trying to make sure everything's good and continuity's not an issue and all. I mean, it's not the easiest thing to pull off in the world, but, you know, we do what we can. I think we just keep doing that until, until we're doing it really well, until what we can do, until doing what you can ends up being something really incredible. And I know I'm not even close to getting there yet, but um, I'm working on it. I'll get there soon. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, if you want to watch the uh, any of the films um, for the bow hunter, for the chef, or for the bush, you can click down below. Uh, there's a link to my website, filminguntilmorning.com. And there you can find um, all of my documentaries most recently done. Um, thanks for watching, guys. If you want to see more videos like this where I'm yapping my trap in sort of a podcast-type format, uh, but I'm talking directly to camera, or if that creeps you out, then don't worry about this. But then go ahead and subscribe. Thanks a lot, guys. See ya.